Good day, folks. Pastor Jim Thomas from the Village Chapel here in Nashville, Tennessee, with your daily devotional. Reading once again from uh, one of my very favorites, Abide in Christ, that 19th century classic from uh, Andrew Murray. 31 days uh, of spiritual guiding, which offers timeless meditations and practical lessons in just 10 minutes a day. So I have... uh, I think I've read the first five of these 31, and I'll just continue every now and then to throw one more at you and enjoy it myself because, man, I don't know about you, but sometimes my spiritual life undulates and I need something like Abide in Christ to just bring me right back to the basics and to ponder them just one more time and be reminded one more time what God is doing in my life. And maybe you need to be reminded of that as well. This is uh, the writing for day six of the 31 days. It's called God himself has united you to Christ. So he begins with a quote of 1 Corinthians 1 verse 30. Because of God, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness, and sanctification and redemption. Now that's just 1 Corinthians 1.30, and it is chock full already. It's pointing me to the fact that Christ becomes wisdom to us from God. Christ is our righteousness. Christ is our sanctification. Christ is our redemption. And it just is, it'll set you free, especially, like I say, if you're sort of in that undulating stage at all, if you find yourself in the trough at all. But it's because of God is the emphasis of this particular writing, this particular chapter, day six of the 31 days in Abide in Christ. And he begins like this, you are in Christ Jesus. The believers in Corinth were new to the faith, still feeble and carnal. And yet from the outset of his teaching, Paul wants them to know that they are in Christ. The whole Christian life depends on the clear consciousness of our position in Christ. Most essential to abiding in the daily renewal of our faith's assurance, quote, I am in Christ Jesus. For preaching to be fruitful, it must start with this reminder to believers, you are in Christ Jesus. That's, you got to let that sink in and let it become very personal, not just a doctrine. Um, it is that. It's a wonderful basis for belief. Uh, it's a wonderful truth of the Christian faith, a reality. Um, but it's also uh, an experienced reality, reality for you and for me. You are in Christ Jesus. Mm. Well, the, apostles, uh, the apostle goes further here to a matter of almost greater importance. He says, because of God, you are in Christ Jesus. This is a key reminder, not only that we enjoy union to Christ, but that this union is nothing of our doing. It's the work of God himself. As the Holy Spirit impresses this on us, we realize what a source of assurance and strength it can be for us. If, after all, my union with Christ is something God has done for me, then God himself is the source of all I need or want as I seek to abide in Christ. As we enter into union with Christ, 
There is the work God does and the work we do. The work of God is hidden and silent. What we do is distinct and tangible. God does his work by moving us to do our work. Conversion and faith, prayer, obedience, these are conscious acts of which we can give a clear account. And yet the spiritual quickening, the strengthening that inspires us in those acts come from above. They are secret beyond the reach of human sight. And so we tend to look more at our actions than to God's work in us as the major factors in our abiding in Christ. It could hardly be otherwise early in our faith. Quote, I know that I have believed, end quote, is our earliest consciousness of the life we've been drawn into. But it is all the more important then that we begin to see beyond our own repentance and belief and acceptance of Christ to the behind the scenes work of God's almighty power, inspiring our will, taking possession of us, planting us into Christ Jesus as the fulfillment of his love for us. As we discover the divine side of this work of our salvation, we learn to praise and worship with new enthusiasm, to rejoice more than ever. This is the Lord's doing. It becomes our anthem as we recognize God's power bringing reality to his loving will. It is because of God that I am in Christ Jesus. God calls God's call to us happens in real time in our lives, but its purposes are eternal. From Romans 8.30, he says, Those whom he predestined, he also called. God has fixed his eye on you in sovereign love and has chosen you from the beginning of time. To know yourself to be in Christ is thus the starting point of a greater understanding that is expressed by the prophet Jeremiah. And I love this quote from Jeremiah 31.3. I, God have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. You need to hear that again. Listen to it carefully. This is God speaking. I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. As you come to understand your abiding in Christ as the manifestation of God's will, you'll grow in your appreciation of your very salvation as part of God's greater ultimate work, the mystery of his will according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ. In him we have obtained an inheritance, Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 1, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. We are in Christ in the company of the whole body of believers in accordance with the will and the work of God. The greater our understanding of this divine mystery, the louder we praise God and the more compelling our testimony. By the grace of God alone are we made free in this salvation life. It is because of God that we are in Christ. This is no surprise if you think about it, and it is a great encouragement as well. Our right to rest in Christ could not be grounded on anything surer than the purpose and the work of God the Father. We see this essential truth again in the parable of the vine. 
Remember, this whole book, Abide in Christ, springs from John chapter 15, where that parable is there. And uh, in that parable, he says, my father is the vine dresser. That's right, uh, right there in verse one of John 15. Elsewhere, Jesus describes what that means. Matthew 15, for instance, while every plant that my heavenly father uh, has not planted will be rooted up every branch that has been grafted by him in the true vine shall never be plucked from his hand. You can see also John uh, 10, 28, it says here, just as, quote, the father who dwells in Jesus does his works through Jesus, that's John 14, so do we owe our security in Christ, our experience abiding in Christ, the fruit we bear out of this abiding, all to the Father working in and through us. The Father watches over each member of his body, everyone who is in Christ Jesus, with the same love and delight with which he watches over the Son of God himself. What confident trust this faith inspires. Remember, I talked about the undulation and maybe that's your experience, even as I'm reading this. But I hope this is of a good encouragement to you like it has been to me. What confident trust this faith inspires. And that's not confidence in us. That's confidence in what God has done. We are not only kept safe through to eternity, but we are enabled by God to fulfill every object of God's mission for us out of our abiding in Christ. God is the vine dresser, not only for the benefit of the vine, but for the branches. He's glorified by our flourishing and our fruitfulness. The God who has chosen us and planted us in Christ has ensured that we, by yielding ourselves to him, will be worthy of Christ. To realize this is to find your prayer life infused with confidence and urgency. Our sense of dependence on God and thus the basic and essential practice of praying without ceasing is brought into stark relief. We wait moment by moment on the God who has united us to Christ to complete his work in us so that we may increasingly will and do his good pleasure. How this motivates us. Motives are powerful and so it is important that we have them clear in our minds and keep them above the petty impulses of the fallen world. Here is surely the highest motive for the believer. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. And of course, there he's quoting from Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. We've been grafted by God to Christ with a vision for great fruitfulness. And we believe that what God creates is perfectly suited to his designs for it. Consider the sun, how beautifully suited it is to giving light. Or consider the eye how beautifully it accomplishes its task of seeing. So too, the new life he calls us into. We, as new creations, are perfectly suited to God's intent for us. It is because of God that we are in Christ. We've been created anew, made a branch of the life-giving vine, fitted for the work of bearing fruit, why would we continue to think of ourselves in our former nature? Why would we constrain ourselves by the limitations of our life outside of Christ? God did not call us to live this new life in our old skin. By calling us, God has taken responsibility for us. Our spiritual growth and fruitfulness 
are his to achieve in us as we embrace this wondrous revelation. All hesitancy and sloth fade away and our motivations are refined. By faith in the faithfulness of him who plants us in Christ, we accept and undertake the glorious destiny God has for us. Dear soul, yield yourself to this great promise. Because of God, you are in Christ. It is the same God who willed Christ's saving ministry to us that enables us to abide in Christ and who continues to shape us into the fruitful branch he envisions us to be. Meditate on this truth. Offer your worship to God in thanks for this truth. In so doing, the light will come through more crisply, and you will understand most surely that your union with Christ is the good work of your good Father. Let God be the source and the engine of every aspect day after day of your life in Christ. I gotta say that again. Let God be the source and the engine of every aspect day after day of your life in Christ. Picture Jesus, even as he calls you to abide in me, pointing to the Father and saying, it is my Father who's the vine dresser. It is because of him that you are in me. It is through him that you abide in me. It is to him and for his glory that you bear fruit. Ah, this is such a great chapter from Abide in Christ by Andrew Murray, all the way back from the 19th century, yet so relevant for for us today as well. He closes with this uh, uh, three or four sentence prayer, and I'll make that our prayer for today as well. And I Trust and hope and pray that you'll walk with him today as he walks with you. Amen, Father, so be it. From eternity, Christ and I were ordained for each other. We belong to each other and will not be separated from each other, for this is your will for me. I will abide in Christ because I am in Christ because of you, Heavenly Father. Amen and amen. Have a great day. Daily Devotions with Pastor Jim Thomas is a resource of the Village Chapel in Nashville, Tennessee. If you find this daily devotional beneficial, leave a review and share it with friends and family. For more resources or to support our ministry, visit our website, thevillagechapel.com. Artwork for this podcast by Kim Thomas. Music by Phil Kagey.